got the chill. The chill, the chill, the chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Yeah! Good shot. It's about time. It is about time. I mean, I just couldn't get the ball in the hole. I wanted to, but I just couldn't do it. What are you doing? Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Rutledge and Hamilton continues live from Trapper's Turn in the Wisconsin Dells. We're presented by Coors Light. Alex G back at the Everlight Solar Studio. So I'll ask you, Alex. The mountain's blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush of Coors Light. Absolutely. Matt, you missed your line. And that's Crush of Coors Light. <laughs> Out of here, glad handing. And you got a photo with you. I feel like this is the only time where it's acceptable. Like the other times, it's just me chatting with our teammates. Yeah, yes. At least here, yeah. good excuse to be glad handing. Glad yeah. handing for a good cause. Yeah. Catch Foundation. So sorry I was late, but. Sorry, I'm not sorry. <laughs> We're uh, here with the ESPN Madison Open, raising money for catch and drinking Coors Light. Matt Hamilton, Jim Rutledge with you. You you got a chance to take a photo with someone. Who, like, <laughs> My doppelganger. If you didn't know who Matt Hamilton was, you just kind of knew it was a guy with long hair and a mustache, I could see people saying, oh, yeah. that's Matt Hamilton. It's yeah. kind of like the Rob Deere photo we shared before, too. Of, like, <laughs> All right. There's My first ever yeah. uh, thread. Yes. And uh, <laughs> you can follow Matt uh, on threads. And you can see the photo of Matt looking like Rob Deere. But uh, we are looking good today, Matt. You're looking fresh in the oh, Iron yeah. Jock. I'm, when neither one of us is stinking over here. Absolutely. We got to see Paul on Friday. He's here today. Everyone got the Iron Jock socks, which Matt might be. My, one of my favorites, we were talking to, to Dr. Ravel, and he was saying that um, he actually has multiple pairs already yeah. of, of Iron Jock socks, and, and the shirts and the polos and all that stuff's great, but the socks are kind of next level, especially for golf. Yeah, guy, low-key, low-key might be Iron Jock's best product. Like, the silver ion technology, which fights uh, bacteria causing, odor-causing bacteria, 99% are taken out because of the silver ion technology. He's got that same technology in the socks, but the other part about the socks is they've got compression through the arch support. They've got nice compression up towards the top, but it loosens up where it needs to. These are seriously some of the best socks I own because even though when I get done on a golf course walking 18 holes, my dogs might be barking, but the socks don't stink, and they can do that for you too. Feel fresh, feel good with the Wisconsin-based company, an Iron Jock. That's Iron J-O-C. You can go to ironjock.com and get your Iron Jock gear today. You can look as cool as me and Jim and not have to worry about stinking. You can feel fresh. Ironjock.com and get your products today. Iron Jock, it's what's inside that matters. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton. We were asking you for players who changed the game. Uh, over time, and Dan Stoughton chimed in with Roy Munson for bowling. That's I got obviously two. Uh, There's a Pete Weber for there. bowling. Yes, Pete Weber for bowling. Yep. And um, the other one, Guppy Troop. He was the one that wore the wild pants. Okay. All right. Wild, wild bowling pants. Michael Phelps 
was the one that chimed in from Kevin in, in Madison. Michael Phelps he, really did. He broke swimming. He did. Again, one of those guys who broke the sport. I don't know. Like, there's still not. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if there's Michael Phelps swim shorts or Speedos or things right. like that. So he broke the sport. That sport, I don't think, fully lended itself. But he was on Wheaties boxes. But he, he did. Yeah, he had branded stuff. Like, he did, You could yes. get Michael Phelps branded, like, swim caps True, and other yes. things. I don't know if he had necessarily his own Speedo, but he definitely had swim caps. And uh, he might have had his own goggles. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then, uh, you know, Sadler Mattis chimes in with uh, Bo Jackson, which is not a – I mean, Bo could have. Yeah. He, the Bo knows he was Bo. starting to break yes. – the NFL. Bo knows that Bo knows Bo's marketing campaign yep. uh, was one of the best and uh, I would think most remembered marketing campaigns out there. And one of those things where if he had been, if he had stayed healthy, he really could have done it because right. the way he ran the football was powerful and strong back and running backs were more of a thing. Yeah. And also the way that he uh, hit the ball. I mean, he was powerful playing baseball. I mean, he would just murder it. And it was one of those things where like, holy cow, like this guy is one of the million. Uh, unfortunately, I think it was a hip injury that blew that up. Yeah, he, honestly, the, the story I remember watching is Bo was actually too strong. A defender was, he was dragging a defender and when he pushed off with his leg, it actually tore a vein in his hip, and that vein never got properly correct or healed, and he lost blood flow to the hip and ended up needing a hip replacement. And Doctor Robble wouldn't have let that happen. Yes, but absolutely. this was a different time. And the th- the thing is, he was he hurt himself because he was too strong. Like that's what hurt him. And I was just going to mention this might this is going to date me. Uh, I. I'm kind of old, but I'm not that old because my first experience with Bo Jackson yeah. was Tecmo Bowl. Okay, yeah. That's where yeah. I learned about yeah. Bo Jackson because he always wanted to be the Raiders in Tecmo Bowl. Yes. And then Und- I figured out that he was a, a superstar athlete, not just the best video game player in the game. True definition of cheat code with yeah, that. Uh, yeah, there. That, he was, was too fast. <laughs> yes, he really was. It was uh, a lot of fun there. And uh, we also had a 608 chime in back to our tennis conversation that Jason Wildey would have remembered uh, Jimmy Connors and Chris Everett. And Chris Everett is more than just the, the name that uh, someone could have called. I think it was what? Uh, Jim Rome called Jim yeah. Everett, Chrissy Everett. Chris Everett. And, Hold yeah. And, uh, that, Call uh, me Chris one more time. Yeah, that definitely kind of pushed that over the top. So she was also a great tennis player. So that was part of it as well. Like really, I mean, tennis was, I guess – if you want to call in if you're older, 844-770-3776, I honestly feel, but here's why. <laughs> They're not going to call in because you just call them old if but they I do. Said older. But people, some people aren't bothered by being old. But my point is that I feel like with tennis and, and uh, golf, they were on equal footing for a while. That's why I have this hobby horse of that tennis. Right. If they had had their Tiger Woods, they could have been closer to golf. And, to what it is now. Yes. Okay. That... They just never had that. And now they're so far behind because golf is now in and then a younger now generation. Now everyone else is playing it. Right, because, because a younger generation. Tiger Woods, yes. Right? So now it's just it's layered yeah. as far as the uh, how big golf is. But I swear, uh, before Tiger, late 80s, early 90s, even I don't know exactly when Tiger arrived, maybe 98, 99. Right. That, 99. Yeah. I feel like up to 95, 96, they were dead even. Maybe even tennis being more popular with Agassi and Sampras and Chris Everett and John McEnroe and Jimmy Connors. Like, it was a thing for a while because it is – and, again, the Williams sisters is a different thing. They right. really were – they did blow up that sport. Uh, unfortunately, especially even 10 years ago when they were the star, they had 
these uh, there was a cap on how big women's sports was going to get. Yeah. I think if the women's Williams sisters came around now, they'd be ten times bigger, bigger than, than they yeah. Were, yeah. And they were already pretty big. Jeff and Janesville chimes in is asking about game changing athletes, ones that really yeah. broke the sport, but more than just what they did on the court, what they did in the marketing and growing the sport. Wayne Gretzky's a name there that. Yeah, I think Gretzky's. I think we can do this. That Wayne Gretzky is that for hockey, and Michael Jordan is that for basketball, and Tiger Woods is that for golf. Right. The Williams sisters are that for at least women's tennis. Uh, maybe tennis overall. They definitely drew people into tennis just in general, casual fans. Hey, Aaron probably kind of broke baseball. for baseball. That's what I was trying. That's the baseball is the hardest one because well, I, Jackie it, obviously. Jackie right. broke like changed he broke the, it because yeah, he broke the color barrier. Broke yeah. the color barrier, allowed everybody to play baseball. But like when you talk about then the, what Hank Aaron did, yes, was. But the marketing wasn't quite there too, because there's the marketing aspect yeah, too. Like true. Gretzky had this sort of like he was in movies, he was the great one. I mean, there was definitely Gretzky gear, all that whole thing. Yeah. So like, I feel like it's a little later for baseball. I don't know who it is for baseball, but again, baseball, I think historically has I mean, been one of the worst as far as marketing their players. I, I will say the most entertained I've ever been by baseball was the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire That was years. huge. Yes, absolutely. Right? Those yes. guys were kind of breaking the game, whether it was by the book or not. Uh, it was definitely an interesting time to be a baseball now, fan. Tim in Oregon chimes in as an oldie magic and bird resurrected the game for Michael. I would say they kind of got it from dead to life support. And then right. Michael lifted it. Like, they still were on, like, tape delay during the Magic Johnson, Larry Bird era. And they were definitely coming up. But Michael Jordan put that growth on steroids. We're not right. saying that hockey didn't have other, you know, Howe and other players before Gretzky. Right. But someone that took, like, NBA from a 2 to a 10. Or even a 4 to a 10. Right. And same with golf. Golf was around. And they were Nicholas and Palmer. There I mean, were Palmer people. was essentially the guy that got golf into the public eye. Tiger yes. is what... Uh, you know, like Tiger owes what golf is now to what Arnie and Jack established in the Honestly, same way that yeah, Magic Jordan, and Bird are Arnie yeah. and Jack in this situation. I mean, yes. you can even go into like the Jerry West era. Those yes. guys like created the NBA. Right. So yes. Everyone that came before, we're just talking like, especially the ones one that we're ones. familiar with, yes. the ones that really set it off and yeah. turned it into what we're at now. So, uh, you know, uh, the Adam and Madison chimes in with uh, baseball. It's Babe Ruth. The Maguire, I, yes, but like it's so. But he long like ago. made baseball. He did. He that's, did. Again, but again, like, that's a little different. Like Derek Jeter, he had yeah. a jump man. He was winning. Like he was kind of the face of baseball for a while. I'm not saying the person you're biggest fan of. I'm saying who, the person who did the most to grow that sport. Right. And you have to be a winner. Jeter was a winner. He had the marketing. You had the gear. You could do all. Griffey could be another Griffey. one too. Yep. Griffey would be another. Like I don't know if they've had a full-on person. Griffey a little bit there for a while. Then Jeter. It's when players on other teams end up be like you end up rooting for them because of their greatness. Like I was never really a Mariners fan, but I certainly was a Ken Griffey Jr. fan. Right. Yes. You better right. And like Wayne Gretzky, I wasn't even like really a hockey fan, but you better believe Wayne Gretzky wasn't like someone that you would want to watch. Yes. So Dan Stoughton chimes in. Is there a reason nobody said Tom Brady yet? Well, only because we haven't gotten to football yet because football's right. tough. Favre's on that. Favre's right there, too. Brady, again, did he make the sport the biggest? Brady doesn't seem to have, like, as an athlete, we're, we're separating it. Like, you do need to be a winner, right. but it's also you have to have the marketing to it. And so, like, Brady, I like, Favre seemed to be a little bit more in – like, right now, almost Patrick Mahomes, what he's doing, and it's, he's too late, but, like, that's what we're talking about. Great, right. but also 
in all the commercials every time you turn on TV. John Madden. Maybe Jerry Rice? I think John Madden for football. What about John Broadway Joe? Joe Broadway Joe is a good one, too. But I feel good about John Madden. He was a coach. So he's yeah. a Hall of Famer as, right. a, as a coach, but, like, he is football. Right. I mean, obviously with the, the video games. But he was also a broadcaster with Summerall. So, like, right, but that's where, yes. like, that's where Madden came from. Yes. Like, obviously everyone was, like, the fact that he was a coach yes. was important for that right. game, but he wouldn't have had that game if it wasn't for his awesome ability on the broadcast. Yes. So, and then his ability to not put his name on a game until he thought it was good enough for him to put his name on a game, like, John Madden, I think, is the person that changed the landscape and the popularity of NFL football more than anyone else. I think that's a very good one. And it's kind of like an outside-the-box one because everywhere else we're yeah. looking at athletes and stuff, yeah. and here we take a coach and someone who honestly is probably more known as a broadcaster than a coach. Right, yeah, absolutely. Then you have uh, uh, Jeff Chainsfield chimes in with Vince McMahon with wrestling. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Deion Sanders is a good one for football, too. Well, and then Vince McMahon, he, he kind of he got wrestling going. You Hulk Hulk Mania is what brought wrestling to the to the upper echelon of where it's at, right? Right. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we have uh, King uh, Troll House D Rutledge Change Sports Radio Game. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, turned uh, it into a comedy show. Yes, lo- love you uh, <laughs> too, uh, King Troll. But uh, we're having fun out here. It's really fun to think about, and none of these answers are wrong. But the way that we're trying to think about it is not just about how great they are. Like, Tom Brady's the greatest. Yeah, no doubt. You can argue Jordan or LeBron greatest. I would obviously Jordan, Jordan. But, like, but breaking the – I mean, lifting the game to a level it has never seen before. Like, LeBron's shoes don't do what Jordan's shoes still right. do. Like, like, and same with Gretzky in hockey. Like, it's Gretzky. There's been – Mario Lemieux is a great player. Ovechkin's a great player, but it's I mean, Gretzky. you got McDavid. you yeah. got Sidney Crosby, yes. right? But, yes. but it's, it's Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. He's retired across hockey. Yes. Robin Madison, as we go to break before we get stones, uh, he goes with uh, Jenna Jameson. Good one. <laughs> breaking the game. Rose and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. <laughs> I gotta say, I love <laughs> golf events that we host. I thought that are brought to you by Coors Light because everyone knows that if the mountains are blue, Matt Hamilton wants a Coors Light. So we've had people stopping off on the tee box and were passing me a beer or two. Yeah. And I just sat down. We did that last bit. Someone told me I was a radio game changer and handed me a Coors Light. There so you go. Well, we're I have, having fun. I have a Coors Light as well. Uh, look, they had banquet here. They had the five trail you could try here from Coors Light. Uh, so look, it is a great time. I thought you were going to say you love a good push. <laughs> I do normally, yes. but today we're talking Coors Light. Were you out of the bush today? Like, were you hitting it straight enough that you were out of the bush? You know what? I might have called my friends at Olson Tune to yep. get rid of some shrubbery okay. if I had to hit a couple of there my second shots there because those drives went straight into the forest but if you've got landscaping issues Olson Tune can help you they work with in residential and businesses if you've got an outdoor living need Olson Tune is here to help they've got 50 years experience in their design and management team so that has made them one of Wisconsin southern Wisconsin's largest outdoor living firms if you've things like concrete to pools to irrigation maybe it's just cleaning up the landscaping to get you back on track where you can start taking care of it again yourself, Olson Tune 
can help you. No job too big or too small. You can go online right now, olsontune.com, and get started on a free uh, estimate for your project at home or your small business. That's olsontune.com. Let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. What's happening, friends? How we doing? We are doing great. How are you back at the Everlight Solar Studio? I'm thriving. I've actually got something about that. We'll get to it here in a sec. Uh, but really quick, for those of you who may not know, Throwing Stones, I go through the internet, find the best stories, find the weirdest things, and I present them for these two lovely companions, for lack of a better word, to <laughs> debate. And, uh, and I will award them points, and someone will win at the end of the day. We're going to start with the fact that, yes, I am here, and Jesse Nelson, producer of Wilde and Tausch, from 9 to noon every day, offered last week Friday to buy Hunter Vaughn, the other producer in studio today, and I pizza because we weren't going to the golf outing. However, Hunter can't do gluten, and so when I called the place, they said they only do personal-sized gluten-free pizzas, so I ordered one personal for him and, and one for me. And that was, after tip and delivery, a $50 endeavor for the two of us. <laughs> I, I, do I still ask uh, Jesse for all of the reimbursement? We'll start with yes. you, Jim. Absolutely, you ask, Jesse. In fact, make sure if there was a tip involved, too, yeah, make sure. Comp- you can tip up 20% on the company dollar. No, you, you missed out, and that's a bummer. We would love to have you here. Maybe we have you here next year because this is the inaugural ESPN Madison Open. But, Matt, we're going to do this again. I was already talking to folks at Coors Light. They're having a blast. We're going to do it again. We got the Coors Light here. Uh, we had a good amount of golfers today, a golfer in every hole. I think we had 20, 21 uh, foursomes. We're going to get to the max next year. So you're going to want to be a part of it. We'll yeah. give you the date. We're going to pick that quick. But, uh, yeah, next year we got to get you guys out here. Yeah, gee, um, definitely, definitely tell Jesse that he needs to reimburse you. If he gives you any guff, you come to me and we'll go over his head uh, because that's how we roll at Rutledge and Hamilton. We don't take any guff from Jesse Nelson. Jesse who? Right over the top. So we got your back, G. I think you overpaid for pizza, but the company's going to govern God. (laughs) Two pizzas, personal pizzas? Two personal pizzas for 50 bucks is wild. I got two pizzas last night. Uh... Not from the famous take and bake place because I don't really care for that one, but like a take and bake, and it was like nineteen dollars, and I was like, ah, it kind of stinks. But I still was like, okay, I was happy with it. Fifty, yeah, yeah, that's, I, that, that. yeah definitely got washed. But we're not going to talk about that anymore. Yeah, Fifty pizzas from a chain place. <laughs> All right, a seven point four magnitude earthquake hit Alaska yesterday, which triggered a tsunami, and it begs the question, at least in my mind, what is the scariest natural disaster, Matt? Uh, wow, that's a good one. Um, so, as a Midwesterner, I don't have to worry about tsunamis, which are incredibly terrifying. I'm going to go tornado because those wi- like those winds are 180 miles an hour at like F4, F5 range. Like that is crazy. Oh, I I do not like tornadoes. If I live closer to the coast, it'd be tsunami because I'm not a strong swimmer, and it don't matter how good a swimmer you are. If you get hit by a tsunami, you're done for. I will go with – now, I do want to share that I I've, I think I've lived through, gone through about four hurricanes. Really? Yes. And I think – I never left for the hurricanes. I did at one point live really close to the beach, so we had to go 
closer, you know, inland. But we always had hurricane parties. You get a bunch of Coors Light. <laughs> and look, this isn't un- uncommon. I was just listening to a podcast called Smart List with Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and um, I'm going to forget the other person on it, but Will Arnett. And they were interviewing Danny McBride, who's famous from Eastbound and Down and uh, This is the End, all these sort of things. He said that him and his wife rode out a hurricane in South Carolina recently. They put up the hurricane shutters, had some wine, and rode it out. And so you obviously have to be in the right situation. Places that were had hurricane shutters and we just drink Coors Light, play beer pong, and have a great time. <laughs> I was also in college kind of an idiot about it. But, like, you'd see Transformers blowing up, and it would get intense. And a lot of times I'd have to leave the, the state or at least go northern in the state for, like, a week or two because there'd be no power. The aftermath was nasty, and it could be really bad out there. But I would say I agree with you on tornadoes because hurricanes you know are coming. Yeah. Right? And tornadoes, they come out of nowhere. Yeah, you hear that there's a storm coming a couple hours early, but it's just a storm. And yeah. then all of a sudden – that storm's And maybe we're tornadoes. both idiots for the – I've slept through two earthquakes as well when I was younger out in California. Really? Where we used to fly out there, and uh, they were like two – like they're not very high on the Richter scale, but right. uh, I had slept through them when I was less than 10 years old. So yeah. I will say this uh, about natural disasters. Like earthquakes, if I was in the middle of a field, I would like to experience one. I, don't, I can't think of any other instance, maybe a, a dust devil. You know the the mini tornadoes that yeah, form yeah, out in the, like yeah. the deserts and stuff. Now, that would be about it. Maybe we could for do experiencing this. a natural disaster later in the day, later in the show. But like, what was like as a kid? Like quicksand was one of them where you're like, oh, this yeah. is going to be a problem. Like, 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 like when this I'm is older, be an issue yeah, when I get older. But also earthquakes. You watch like Superman, people like falling into the ground, falling yeah. into the earth. Indiana Jones earthquake, people just falling in. Like I was like, sinkhole. I actually, yeah. that's a real thing now. Yeah, Two sinkhole, sinkholes. Yeah. But like, yes, there was. I think one of the state park uh, this last weekend or whatever. But like. Yeah, I, I, earthquakes was another one. Like, I, earth, I'm just gonna fall into the ground. Like, <laughs> so we can talk about it later. But those uh, earthquakes and uh, quicksand, quicksand, yeah, that oh. was gonna be a problem. <laughs> yes, right. So at some point in my life, I thought I was gonna have to know how to get out. Yeah, of quicksand. right. Maybe still, <laughs> life's not over yet. Right, right. <laughs> Blake Martinez, former Packer middle oh, linebacker, has made legend. over one or eleven million dollars by selling his Pokemon cards. He's also got a staff of twenty people. Jim, if you are going to like live off of a side hustle, you're going to go pro for a side hustle. What would it be? Oh man, a side. I'd like to sell, uh, buy and sell sneakers. That seems like a lot of fun. I don't know if I could actually do it, but that'd be a lot of fun. I don't want to steal that from Matt Mackinac to it, but like. Sneakers, I think, would just be a ton of fun. Cart, like baseball cards, things like that. Like those people are so nerdy. I don't know if I'd want to be a part of it. <laughs> but like shoes would be. I've always loved shoes, and you know, shout out to Matt for introducing me to the sneakers app that I didn't know existed. I thought you only had to buy shoes second market for a couple hundred dollars right. over sticker. Now that I can at least take a shot at it, uh, I definitely love uh, taking a shot at the shoes. So that'd be fun. I'd only be good at it, but it'd be fun. Interesting. So. Man, I shoes too. I, I no, I think shoes would be good. I'm, I'm gonna try and come up with something else. If I could get, obviously, it takes quite a bit of capital to get into it. But I am very like impressed and wowed by like old cars. Oh yeah. So like yeah. being somebody who would go to auctions and maybe maybe not even selling them, but I would just like buy on behalf of people. And getting like at auctions and the, you know See, that the other sounds way. like a you lot have the of capital. Fun. Have smart people buy it so then you can make money off of it. Be like, well, I, I like wanted it. to be the smart one. Oh, okay. Like, hey, you. Jimmy, yeah. this there's a Ferrari. Actually, just recently, yeah. a Ferrari GT from 1965 
the most expensive car ever sold, I believe in 2022, sold for $70 million. Jeez. So, that, like, that would be, I mean, again. See, for me, for cars, I love them. I think they're awesome. But the best way for me to realize what they are is you have to equate it to, like, is that like the Tom Selleck Ferrari in uh, Magnum PI? Right. Or, you yeah, know, like yeah. I need to attach it something close to it, right. smoking a Band-Aid or like, mm-hmm. give me a movie that t- car has been in, and gotcha. I'll be like a better idea of it. Fair enough. Fair yes. enough. We've got time for one last one. Madden is releasing their rankings, and today was wide receivers and safeties. No one cares about Packers safeties, but people care about Christian Watson. He is the Packers' top-rated pass catcher, and he has a rating of 77, which is the 77th best wide receiver in their ranking system. Will Christian Watson prove he is better or worse than the 77th spot in the NFL by the end of the season, Jim? You know, I'm going to take this one uh, first because here's the thing. He... He very well may, if you purely base it off talent and skill, he very well may be number 77. The fact that he's a number one on this team and potentially a team that's going to be playing from behind a lot of this season, at least with the inexperience that we have on the field, he is going to get an awesome target share. There is no way he is going to be below the top 50 because he is going to be the number one guy in Green Bay. I put him in the top 50 as far as like stats are going to be by the end of the year i would say i don't know where he's going to rank in it but i like i honestly thought i think like he'll be like an 80 or 80 81 82 going into next year's madden oh okay so like that's how i'm going to do it is that i think he will be maybe even like an 83 like he'll make yeah. a jump up i don't think he'll go from a 77 to an 87 but i think he's one of the guys and if you play madden year over year i would imagine he goes up pretty quickly yeah but i would imagine he'll be like an 82 83 next year so that's how i'll put it i don't know where that'll rank him right. but i think that's will be his uh his rating for going into the into the 2024 season or 25 season i don't know 24 so, yeah 24 yeah. season so yeah that's where i have him at okay so there are three uh, you're tied right now so i want to i just want to run through <laughs> this um the, here are five, six players that are around him will he be better or worse than MVS, we're just going to go Jim first. Better. Matt? Better as well. Too many other targets in Kansas City for MVS to have more. Yeah. All right. Joshua Palmer from San Diego, 78 overall. Will he be better than or worse than Matt? Better. Same reason. He's a number one in Green Bay. He's going to have more targets and better stats. Same. I agree with that. Jim. All right. Uh, Corey Davis, Jets wide receiver, 78, one above him. Better or worse than Corey Davis? I'm going to go worse because I think Rodgers, having Rodgers should really help Davis. I, yeah, I agree with that. And not only that, Wilson's great. Rodgers really does like his veterans. I think Davis is going to be a heavy, heavily targeted option for Rodgers out there. We have two more Jets wide receivers. Alan Lazard, 78. Better or worse than Alan Lazard? I'm going to go... I'm going to say that uh, Watson will finish a little – it's going to be different. They're going to be almost, like, equals, but I'll say Watson will be better because he'll be viewed. Like, he'll have more splash plays. Yes, I'm, I'm with you on that. There's a lot of uh, opportunity for Rodgers to spread the ball around in New York. I don't see a ton of room to spread the ball around in Green Bay. Uh, I don't – I don't think Lazard's going to have better stats than uh, Christian Watson this season. Okay. Nicole Hardman, another Jets wide receiver. Watson for sure. Yeah, same. And last but certainly not least, rated four points higher than him, Jim Darnell Mooney. Oh, you know, that one's tough. Um, I think they're very much equals. I'm going to go Watson because I think DJ Moore and Cole Komet 
are going to be the biggest guys, I, I do think, mm-hmm. uh, there. Because, look, Chicago, and I don't know how it'll work out, but they have Moore, Mooney, Claypool, uh, Tyler Scott, a third-round pick, plus they have Cole Komet, and they got Bob Tunyon. So I really think the ball's going to be spread around too much for Mooney to like have a, be viewed as a, a better receiver. Because I think, again, to the number one part yep. of it, I think it'd be Watson. So I'm also taking Watson. Uh, similar reasons, but different. One, Justin Fields is an elite runner. He probably isn't going to have the attempts that uh, Jordan Love has this year. And we go back to where they rank on their team. Mooney is a two or three, depending on where you view uh, Chase Claypool. So I just don't think he's going to have the target share that that Watson has. And Watson's going to have a lot of splash plays because he's the guy. Uh, Watson's going to be better than Mooney. All right. Well, you two just gave me the exact same answers for each one. But here it is. Because you picked against your own team, Jim Rutledge. <laughs> Congratulations on winning. Thank you. See, I'm not a homer. All right, I yeah. like this. Homer says this all the time. Steve, the homer, true. He's a homer, not an idiot. And this is my stance. I'm a Bears fan, not an idiot. Yeah. And I, I Which tr- normally is counterintuitive, right, 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 but. Right. I do try <laughs> to understand where, you know, the, the best position would lie. And in this case, I do think Watson will have a better statistical season than probably anyone on Chicago as far as catching the ball outside of D.J. Moore. Right. D.J. Moore, I think him and Watson are going to have similar numbers. Yeah. If, I mean, what, Moore has a higher ceiling, though. Yeah, Moore could blow up because he could just be Fields' guy. This is yeah. what Hamilton said about Coors Light. Deerfield chimes in. Are Packer fans concerned about the receivers that Madden considers comparable to Watson? Like, if you were a Packer fan. And your number one is the 77th? Is that what we Right, but also just like the Nate Allen Lazard is a higher-ranked wide receiver. Uh, What were some of the – Darnell Mooney, who I know Packer fans currently are are getting on Lazard. Like, "Ah, he's not a real number one. He's just a guy. Darnell Mooney, not a number one. Like, all the people that are around Christian Watson – are where Madden believes Christian Watson is either at or below. Here's the and obviously that's just we don't know if Watson's a number one. We, it's the same can, situation right, yes. as like Lazard last year. We were right. like, he's going to get some, the targets. He's going to be the number one. Is he going to be able to put up number one numbers? We don't know with Watson. Right. And it's and, more of an unknown because you don't have a guy that you absolutely know can sling the pill. We still need Jordan Love to, to be very efficient. And if he's efficient, then maybe Watson can really thrive. Well, that's the thing. Like, most of the time that when you have a wide receiver and quarterback combination, this is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're live at Trapper's Turn for the uh, ESPN Madison Open. Uh, We are presented by Coors Light. You can get into the show, 844-770-3776. Are you worried that Madden has Christian Watson at 77? The reason why I ask that is, you know what, Madden's actually pretty – spot on. Now they do allow, I'm sure Watts is one of those players that has a high growth curve on that game, but going into the year at 77 is actually pretty fair for Christian Watson. Right. And, they, so get, and they're purely basing it off of, like, this is speed and, and like, there is and jumping. I'm sure and route running and catching ability are the two that are probably a little lower, yeah, a little lower that are holding them down. Them down because he hasn't had an opportunity to show what he's really got. Right. And so when you look at it, it is something to keep an eye out because normally that's not something Packer fans who play Madden are used to seeing. When I well, we had ninety nine Devontae right, Adams for right. a while. So, 
But when you look at a young quarterback or you look at a quarterback and wide receiver, usually a team is going one way or the other. Like, we got a quarterback, we need to load him up with weapons. We got a young wide receiver, you got an older quarterback. All right, well, he could try to help the young wide receivers, or you have good wide receivers to help the young quarterback. Not yeah. a lot of teams, and we've talked about this, not a lot of teams are going with the completely unproven at both position route. I mean, you know who did it last year was Chicago with Justin Fields. That was an abject disaster until Chicago decided about six games in, hey, we should just allow Justin to like do what he does best. He wasn't a runner in college, but they said, let's just try to involve his legs because our receivers are either hurt or not good, and they're not getting open. Justin's still developing as a passer. we got to figure something out. Well, if Green Bay needs to do that, I don't think they have a one-of-one runner in, in Jordan Love. Right. So Jordan Love to them getting killed back there. So it is a huge – it's just a reminder – Almost daily. We get daily reminders of, like, the Packers are going out of the box and they're planning for this season with young, unproven wide receivers, at least at a bare minimum, in the position they're in, and a young, unproven quarterback. And they have, same with tight end. Like, there's unproven pass catchers across the field for the Packers. It is abnormal. It doesn't mean it won't work. Yeah. But it's definitely abnormal how they're trying to build their offense this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh- Again, I'm going to point to this is this is a team that unofficially is looking towards 2024 and 2025. Um, we'll see this year, though. I mean, there's definitely with all those unproven's that yeah. the beauty of that is no teams know what we got. So right. at least yep. early in the season, we're going to have that surprise factor on a lot of teams. And there's a hope to the year. I mean, you can hope that I, I I don't know. I honestly have no idea what the Packers are going to be. I'm just saying that as a fan in general. When you have this much on the line that is a hope, it usually doesn't end up. Like, not saying all those guys, some of those players will come through, but it just never ends up well it, right. it's, in far as wins and losses. Not in the development of these players. I just mean in actually winning football games. Matt, we're out here and uh, on Lake Hole 1, which is where you didn't get a chance to see this. But I would say the only thing out there that was rivaling your drives was the, I don't even know what you call it, but like I'll call it a long drive gun. Oh, the cannon. A, the cannon. The air cannon. From Revive, Revive Restoration. Restoration. And they're out there, and you can tell everyone about how great they are. We know how great Josh is, and they did really well today. They've spent a ton of money. I think I saw that they had the most amount of mulligans purchased, so yep. good for them yep. because that's raising a lot of money for catch, and Josh is really big about raising money for uh, people in the community and uh, catches an important part of the community, but the the uh, the cannon out there was fun as well. Yeah, absolutely. That revive restoration cannon is fantastic, and if we happen to just aim a little wrong and hit someone's house, revive Re- restoration has your back. <laughs> there you go. They are the accident fixers. Nobody plans for accidents to happen, but when they do. You need a team on your side. Josh Duggan and the Revive Pros at Revive Restoration, they will get your life back on track faster than you ever thought possible. From things like mold, storm damage, water damage. There's been a lot of storms. Fire, even asbestos removal. Water damage, yep. Water damage. The Revive Pros, they are the guys that are going to get you or your business back on track. Most businesses that have an accident like that won't make it uh, past their next two years. You need to get your business back on track. You need to get your life back on track. Revive Restoration is here to help. You can go online and check out the Revive Pros and ask for our guy Josh Duggan. If you need anything restored and get back to working order, you tell Josh that Matt and Jim sent you. That's for Revive Restoration. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. We're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton on 100.5 ESPN. Brought to you by Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison.
up the show live from Trapper's Turn in the Wisconsin Dells. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Matt, the mountains are blue. You know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light at the ESPN Madison Open. Alex G. Trapper's Turn. Yes. Alex G. back at the Everlight Solar Studio. You get into the show, 844-770-3776. If you want to chime in again, on we were talking earlier about game changers, and not just like the greatest player of all time or at that sport, but the idea of who changed the game marketing-wise, style of play. And there's going to be, I think, like we looked at baseball. Babe Ruth was definitely one of them. Right. Uh, for a sport that's been around and so important in our sports world, it's going to have multiple iterations. I think Hank Aaron was a good one, too. Mickey Mantle might have been a guy as well, uh, a Yankee. I think Derek Jeter, maybe Otani this time around. I, I really think Otani is going to change the game, especially with this next contract he's going to get. Yes. It's going to be absolutely bananas. The thing is, he is, like, one of the best pitchers out there. Yep. He's also one of he's the best hitters out there. Yeah. The thing is, Babe Ruth struck out more than Otani did. Like, but, Otani I mean, like, Babe is Ruth the, was a good pitcher, too. He did yeah, it both. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. But, like, what Otani is doing, he should be paid as one of the best nice. pitchers and paid as one Look of the that. best hitters. Yeah, 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 right. Got the honest autograph jersey. Absolutely. Uh, or, uh, poster there, yeah. Legendary what yes. Otani's doing right now. I think he is going to change the game in, in a way uh, yeah, for baseball. Absolutely. Baseball just needs to do a better job. Marketing it's, him. Yes, because Otani's doing his job. Baseball <laughs> needs to market him better. Yeah, he, he is truly uh, generational talent. He... If he hasn't changed the game for MLB, it's it's on them for dropping the ball. Absolutely. Steph Curry in the NBA is another player. He's not to Jordan's level because he doesn't have the shoe yet. But Well, I mean, he's got way- shoes, but it's never, no one's ever right. going to get Jordan-level shoes. Right, but I mean, right, but I mean, it's not even – it's not close even. I don't no, know. No, it's not even – Who is number two in shoes in the NBA? I don't. I don't know. Uh, honestly, it's LeBron's probably. But like Kyrie's are right there. Like they, LeBron's have been around too long, and they true. have too many iterations. LeBron's got to be number two, probably. Because I mean, Tatum's got some cool looking ones. Right. Giannis got shoes. Yeah, yeah. Giannis has a couple. But the point is, like, cool ones, it might but. be like it's Jordan, like one through five, yeah. and it's like LeBron here. LeBron's at, all the way into the like the twenties. Right. I mean, Jordan's obviously in the forties, right. but like no other. I'm not even sure there's another basketball athlete that's got. Like a double-digit iteration yeah. of their shoe, and I'm not even trying to rip on LeBron. Like I just don't know people talk about LeBron's like NBA players talking about wearing them. So many players right. got their own shoe. It's right. different. Like Luca's got a shoe, Giannis has got a shoe, Tatum's got a shoe. All these guys got a shoe, but like Steph has a shoe. Uh, there's Paul from Iron Jock. He was joining us on Friday with some good insight on Braylon Allen. But the the difference is Steph. The, we talk about the game changing part. Yes, those long three pointers. Yeah, there uh, it is, Doctor Avil, the man who could have saved Bo Jackson's career, is how we are. And Doctor yeah. Schwab here as well, also uh, hanging out from the uh, uh, Stoughton Health uh, as they're on their way out. Doctor Schwab almost took out our uh, live camera there, but that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> but uh, you know, step the way kids play now with the long threes and pulling up short after half court. And I don't have a problem. It's funny people have a problem with that. To me, it's the same people had a problem with like dunking the basketball, like oh, the three point line, right? But like, <laughs> right? I'm sorry if that's where they can score from. Then Why that's is where it they can a score metal from. rim now in a net? Back right. when I day, when it was a peach basket, that's right. why basketball but people was got the best. Up in arms, I think it was uh, was I don't know if it was cream or wilt, but like probably more wilt. Like they didn't allow them to dunk for a while. Like you just, oh, it's too unfair. Right. And now that people are mad at shooting long threes. Like that's just the way the game goes. It's always going to change. And certain games, the NFL. 
Melvin Gordon talked about it. Running backs are less important. The game is always changing. You can't just sit here and get mad at it. It's not the same as it was. Look at golf. Right. Golf, people are hitting the ball 340 right. yards now, now. But even to the point of, like, now I don't know how much it will affect the actual game of curling, but you pointed out that curlers coming up now are more like Tiger Woods where they're, they're well, cut, they're We've fit. changed the rules three times. Like, since ni- the 1990s, I was going to mention this guy, but no yeah. one knows it. A guy by the name of Pat Ryan. They call him the Ryan Express. Yeah. He played the most boring version of curling possible, where the second a rock was in play from the opponents, he would hit it out, and he would try and win a game one to zero. That was the goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we introduced a rule called free guard zone, and it was three rocks, and then it turned into four rocks, and then now it's even five stones can be played without risk of being removed because of the way this game is changing. People are so good at these shots that we've had to, like, tweak the rules to make it slightly harder on the athletes. And right. Well, baseball did it. it to me, everybody's I, it, doing it. It's not apples to apples, but it kind of reminds me of they had to, like, adjust the shift. Because oh, yeah. they started shifting so much. Everyone's like, well, this game isn't fun anymore. You got to – so even the curling of, like, okay, these guys have gotten so talented. We have to put something in here. The shots were becoming yeah. too automatic. Yeah. Like, in baseball, they had the shift. It was too easy to keep them from hitting it out yeah. into the outfield with, yeah. uh, with a ground ball because yeah. of the shift. Yep. Yeah. Same kind of thing with curling. People got were getting too good at making this particular shot early in the game that they're like, we can't even let them throw it anymore. Right, yeah, and I think that's fine. You just try to stay as true to the game as possible, but we all talk about, oh, you have this conversation, the greatest athlete ever. And we all say, oh, this Babe Ruth couldn't hang in today's Major League Baseball or Jordan couldn't play. In today. Yeah. But we say those things, but then we also simultaneously say keep the rules the same. You can't have rules from an era that's bygone where all those athletes would maybe not be able to hang in today's league and then say that, oh, these players aren't just crushing it because the rules are too antiquated to account for how incredibly talented they are. There's Dan from uh, Simmons Chevy uh, in Mount Horeb on his way out. Thanks to everyone who uh, supported it, whether it was Coors Light, Revive Restoration, Iron Jock, uh, Simden, uh, plenty of people out here. Thank you to everyone who uh, supported the golf out and supported Catch. Uh, this has been Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. See ya! Yeah.